Hello and welcome to Dear Phone, It's Not Me, It's You, brought to you by Emer and Julie Eggkind. Eggkind is the Irish for talking, incidentally what phones were originally designed for, and it's phones, mobile phones in fact, that are the topic of this podcast. Recent studies show that we spend an average of 2 hours 55 minutes a day on our phones. That's almost an entire day spent every week just looking at our phones. This podcast is for you if, like us, you find yourself constantly reaching for your phone as an escape, a treat, or indeed a retreat from life. Julie and I met in first year university when neither of us had a phone. The year was 1998, a couple of short years before mobile phone usage took over the world. Fast forward 25 years and we simply cannot live without our phones, or can we? Join us as we dissect and analyze the practical guide, How to Break Up With Your Phone by Catherine Price. In the book, Price outlines a 30-day plan designed to conquer mobile phone addiction and take back your life. Julie and I are going to follow this plan over the course of four weeks, reporting in each week to share the truths and triumphs of our breakup experience. Rewriting the relationship with their phones starts here. So how did you get on here now? Were you getting nervous? Yeah, I have to say, the closer it came to the breakup, to the switch off of the phone, the more elated I got. I got kind of giddy and I was <laughs> I was genuinely really looking forward to it. And then, you know, about an hour beforehand, I thought, oh, yeah, I better get in an old binge of social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they suggest to let people know. So, you know, I didn't send out a broadcast message to everybody in my phone, but I told a couple of key people. And the funny thing, it was there was a tiny part of me that thought, oh, what if I miss out on a spontaneous invitation, which is probably my favorite thing in the world ever is is getting a random message from someone saying, I'm down the shore, are you free? Do you fancy a pint? So I did have a little bit of, what if what if I get loads of messages like that? But it it uh, wasn't a strong enough fear that prevented me from switching off the phone. I did, I did actually do it. You have to design an app now so that it just lets those critical, that allows them in and nothing else. <laughs> That's, I'm sure there's somebody listening to this who's up for that challenge. <laughs> What about you, Julie? What, what I did didn't you do? I didn't tell people what I was doing. It's funny now. I kind of mm. felt if I was to like I told my husband knew because he was in the house and um he kind of helped a little bit, which I'll look talk about in a minute. But I kind of felt there'd be like if I texted people saying, Look, I'm not available now for the next few hours. <laughs> They're like, just I wasn't gonna so anyway. Yeah. I mean, who do you think you are? This one has notions. So I gave my phone to my husband in case of this thing of an emergency that I was so I, I said I gave him one I said look don't give it to me now for 24 hours and I perhaps asked him once or twice to check was there anything important okay so maybe that's kind of cheating I wouldn't say that what would you say for you was the biggest impact of switching your phone off for 24 hours so if if I'm honest, I think for me, the biggest revelation now in this podcasting journey of breaking up with our phone was getting rid of the browser on my phone. Um, and I did that after week one. So my phone is very much functional now. It didn't have much of an impact, say, as as would have if I did it uh, about a month ago. I, I think, it, you know, it, it was fine, really, if I'm honest. I, I didn't miss it that much. 
at one point he said, oh, yeah, look, the time is up now. You can have a back. And I was like, all right. Yeah, I wasn't too bothered. So it was interesting okay. to see that. And there was no emergencies. Everyone was perfectly grand without me. It's fine. Like, yeah. Yeah. So tell me, tell me, tell me your journey. For me, this was profound. The The first thing I noticed, which was quite stark, was the physical reaction I had to switching off my phone. So I decided to go for half three Saturday to half three Sunday. And as soon as I switched it off, I threw it on the couch and my shoulders just dropped about a mile. I was it was phenomenal. It was such a physical reaction to not having a phone switched on. Why do you think that oh, yeah. that reaction? I don't know. I guess I hadn't realized how tense my shoulders are most of the time. And I'm wondering, is it something to do with there's something about the, having the phone on? That makes me feel I need to be on all the time, like a kind of an alertness or something. To be that, ready, like for... Yeah, to be ready. Yeah, and there's also something like when you respond to a message, people know you're available. And, and I think it comes with a certain kind of level of expectation. That was the first thing. And the second thing was, because I didn't have my phone, I couldn't put the earbuds in bounced up the street and I just felt more much more tuned into my surroundings the second thing that I really noticed was on the Sunday morning I had this very strange kind of creeping feeling that I am not being watched which is weird because I wouldn't say that I feel like I'm being watched all the time I guess because really when we are on our phones we are being watched by Google at least all the time and I also decided to totally detox screen-wise. So I didn't use my laptop, wow. didn't use my iPad, didn't watch the telly. I did listen to the radio, which is something I love. So I decided to keep that. But oh my goodness, that was a, that's a huge, because I didn't do that now. I, I, I watched TV in that. So. And I thought, yeah, nobody is tracking what I'm doing for this 24 hours. So if you think about how much we are tracked all yes. the time. Yeah, especially when we're on our phone, yeah. Yeah. And where, so the, where you're going even. Yeah. And then you get the email. Did you enjoy such and such cafe? Yeah. What Who the, said I was there? Who said I was there? Were you sitting behind me? Leave me alone. So that sounds very positive. So would you say? I would say it was definitely positive. And I deliberately, I mean, they do say in the book, you know, use this time to have fun and relax and do the things you don't norm normally do. But for me, um, and one of the reasons that I'm doing this project is I have a creeping feeling that I'm avoiding something. I think I mentioned that at the beginning. And I introduced the speed bump of having what are you avoiding as my screensaver. Mm -hmm. And I think that I'm avoiding some deep thinking. So I saw this phone breakup experiment as an opportunity to do a bit of, a bit of deep thinking. I have this book in the bathroom, you might have seen it, called Time to Think by Nancy Klein. It's a great book to have in the bathroom. Uh, but one of the first things thing she says is, everything we do depends for its quality on the thinking we do first. So if you have a sense that, there's, I just have this sense that something needs to change in my life. And for any change to happen, we need to do the thinking about the change first. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So in Cork yeah. now, like Roy Keane would say, uh, what is it that he says? Fail to plan, plan to fail. <laughs> the philosophy <laughs> of Roy, I mean, 
you can't argue with that. Like, yeah. So basically, felt I had a little Roy Keen on my shoulder for the 24 hours uh, speaking to me in a Cork accent. Yeah. So I kind of deliberately decided to to just be in my own company. And that was a bit challenging for that period of time, but it was definitely and can I ask now, because it sounds like to me now that was very positive. It was all good. You sounded like, OK, nearly lighter to some extent. Right. And yeah. were you not tempted the next day to do the same thing? I was. I really didn't you want were to switch tempted. on. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to switch on the phone at all. And I deliberately scheduled the switch on time for when I'm in the cinema because I didn't want to have that urge to switch it on when I knew I couldn't. Um, and when I came out of cinema then and... I was with my friend and we we're having a drink and having some food. And yeah, it was with a kind of a reluctance that I switched it on again. But I definitely felt that the practice of switching it off was very powerful. Say the next day or once the trial separation was over and you switched it back on, would you say you were any less on it than you had been before the trial separation? I suppose I should really look at the old statistics, the well-being statistics and see. But well, go on, take out your phone there. Take out your the phone conversation. <laughs> Oh, I, I would take out my phone, but it's switched off and it's in another room. <laughs> it's not. It's actually right beside me. The way <laughs> where it always is. Digital well-being and parental controls. Jeepers, two hours today. Oh, I'll tell you why. That's because I was driving and I was using it for the sat nav. So. Ah, yeah. Well, that's not too bad. I'm allowed. I'm allowed for that. There, it, there, it is a mild addiction, isn't it? Like that um, we do yeah. go back to it. Like it does take conscious effort. It does take a lot of effort to not. We do, because anytime we get out of our comfort zone, everything in your subconscious is pulling you back to what you know all the time, all the time. So that's why even after doing a breakup like that, I'm still back on my phone quite a bit. The habit isn't completely broken yet. Yeah. I think there's a few more things that I need to tweak before I feel I've got a healthier relationship with the phone. I know the browser is a big thing for you, but do you feel... You need a bit more. I, I feel I need to, to watch myself. And like I have reinstalled the browser a few times. I usually reinstall it for a, a, something that I kind of feel I'm justified in doing like at work. So then I, I can convince myself then to say if I'm in a room and I can't get into the office and I, I'm just standing there for two minutes that, oh, look, I better check my work emails and I download the browser. But probably I, I'd be grand. Do you know what I mean? Probably I'd be grand for half an hour or whatever the time is. Yeah. And see, then if I forget to if I forget to delete it again, then what happens is then when I go to look at a random thing, it's the random things are things that get me because it gets me off on a on the on that spiral. The big speed bump for me is the is that the browser is not there. So if I it's not it's not easy to look up something. I mean, you did have the habit briefly in this experience, and this is what I did that last weekend as well, was to write down what I wanted to look up mm -hmm. and yeah. then look it up at another time. Yeah. And it's interesting because even that process of going, is it worth making a note of it? Do you know, it cuts down like really, it's not really that important to look this up. Or it takes the kind of anxiety of, oh, I'm going to forget about it. I can just like keep yeah. track. And see, there's nothing fun on my phone anymore then. So I am, I'm not at risk of getting caught in this. It, it, for me, it's really, it, it has to be not available. Like, it, it, I was thinking about it. It's like food. You know, sometimes if you're if you're at somebody's house and there's loads of food on the table and you're actually full, still you just keep eating the food just because it's there. And it, for me, it's the same with the phone and the apps. So you have to remove it entirely. Just to remove it physically and entirely. Yeah. So um, what's up for next week? Let's have a look now. 
oh great it's your new relationship her new relationship oh goodness new relationships are fierce exciting right so looking forward to it. see you then julie talk to you then bye bye right, talk to you bye 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 bye, bye, bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Dear Phone, It's Not Me, It's You, brought to you by Emer and Julia Kind. As we wrap up today's discussion, let's take a moment to reflect on the staggering fact that on average we spend nearly three hours a day on our phones, essentially dedicating an entire day each week to these devices. It's a profound realisation that has motivated me and Emer to explore the depths of our relationship with our phones. Breaking up with your phone isn't about dramatically firing it out the window. It's about establishing a healthy give and take relationship with these remarkable devices. Let's face it, they are like our trusty sidekicks. But instead of letting them hijack every second of our existence, let's reclaim our power and show these phones who's really in charge. Tune in next week for the next chapter of this new relationship with our phones.